Listen up, Sydney. There's a new kid in town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. (laughs) What could go wrong? Coming on after our first Australia Day together. G'day, MG. How are you? Good, Mickey boy. You first time in Sydney, uh, Australia Day? Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> I could never remember Australia Days. They're a blur. Kat, how are you? I am well, thank you, Mickey. How are you? How did you spend your Australia Day? I went to Coogee Beach and I was not the only one. There was so many of those cool cabana tents up. Yeah. That when we left at about two o'clock, we were getting hot, someone came down with their cool cabana tent and went, are you guys leaving? It was like a parking spot, you know? (laughs) It was unreal. That is no good. Could you? Of course, I told you my favourite bit of graffiti ever was on the side of the Coogee Bay Hotel. Uh, obviously, this is many years ago, and uh, the joint was overrun at the time by English backpackers. <laughs> and uh, the locals had obviously had enough because on the side of the hotel, someone had written, Ivan Milat for day release. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, yeah, Milat. I think they were uh, a little over it. MG, what did you do? Um, we uh, ventured over to my dentists, my good mates, uh, the Perrys, over at uh, Orchard Hills for a, uh, a day of uh, pool, uh, riding around on Peewee. I 50s. saw some shots of you in a pool looking like a, I don't know, Roman senator. <laughs> That's pretty That's lavish. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got a beautiful five-acre property and um, my, me and my wife Meigs and uh, a couple of other couples, Bobby and Kaz, and they all went there. And we, it, was, it was the earliest we've ever finished at the Perrys on a... On a Australia Day because of obviously being on radio this morning, but um, I think I was tucked into bed about 8 o'clock last night, which is a first for me on Australia Day. Unbelievable. Didn't stay up to watch a movie with the kids at all? Or... <laughs> didn't, watch, didn't see any, anything. I didn't. I don't know what happened yesterday as far as anything goes. I've got to do some reading in a sec to see who won what. When, uh, cause apparently there's some good audio floating around of Ricky Ponting tearing Zampa, a new one. So listen. Oh, well, we'll on. get the team to find that. Should not be a problem. I went to Newtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, did, I don't know what's the correct term for it. Oh, yes, pub crawl. Oh. <laughs> That's one. And it was good. Uh, got to get a bit of exercise, had a couple of drinks and tour around the joint. It was very, very good. We're going to talk about Australia Day very shortly. We're going to uh, uh, ask about the Australian of the year, mm. see what you think, who should have been, who's been snubbed. Where's my honours? Just yeah. once. Somebody. Something for me. Yeah, I thought, I, I'll, let's lead the charge next year. Have all Australia, I've done for Australia. you lot, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Are we the only people at work today? I think so. Yep. Give us a call. One, two, three, five, three. No, see, no calls. No. We are the only ones <laughs> stupid enough to turn up for work. This is an unofficial holiday, isn't it, MG? Has to, has to be. The minute there's a gap between a public holiday and a weekend, you're cooked. Yeah. Everyone just pencils that one in. Uh, we're good to go. I said this yesterday. I want my public holiday. I want it attached to a weekend. That What's the point otherwise? You're messing with us. Um, and Australia Day should be uh, you know, on a day we can all enjoy. Um, Australia Day, again, once again, thanks a lot, you lot. 
You know, the only way you can become Australian of the Year is if your peers and friends vote for, send in something and says you should consider this man for all his important work. I bounce out of bed, fly through the list. Thanks. <laughs> nothing. Big fat nothing. After all I've done for this country. Just, geez, unbelievable. I agree. Um, Australian of the Year, Taryn Brumford, takes body positive messages to the kids. She's the uh, Australian of the Year. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No. I've got to say, and, and good on her for doing good work, but uh, it's been, been a bit on this year. Well, <laughs> I said, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying uh, it's not worthy, but it kind of, there's more worthy. I would have thought. Is that oh, a yeah. fair way? Uh, give her one with the letters. You know, an MBE or whatever they are. One with the letters. I'm an OAM. Give a, I you? Yeah, I'm an OAM. Uh, Order of Australian medal. And what do you get? A medal. And do you a, have like, uh, yeah, they give you a show bag or something? Or yeah, you go, down to, you go down to Parliament House and there's a, a ceremony where you get your medal put on you by the... Um, who was mine? Uh, Mary Bashard back then, back in uh, 2004 or something, I think. Yeah. And do you get to wear it? Is there something you can wear? Or yeah, it's like a it's like a kind of a, um, an Anzac Day medal, but you wear it around your neck. It's um, can I, I have I, it? I won mine yesterday to the uh, to the Perry's barbecue just to let them know that I'm an OAM. Yep. Can I borrow um, it? You can borrow it whenever you want. I'll get, I'll bring it in Monday. I reckon that'll be a dead set chick magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. Mick Malloy. O A M. Would you like to buy a vowel? <laughs> Come on, there were way better Australians of the years out there. Just uh, top of my head, Michael Clark. <laughs> Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> Carl Stefanovic. How did the poo jogger? The poo jogger did some good work this year. Oh, certainly. The Melbourne Victory fans. Oh. Ones who stalked, you know, they deserve a round of applause for their behaviour. Pete Evans. Oh, oh, there we go. Now we're talking. Pete Evans. I love this stuff. And I, I love wellness in general because I can't think of a riper scam out there at the moment than the field of wellness where you can pretty much say, hey, touch this rock, you'll feel better. Yeah. That'll be $500. <laughs> Someone yeah. does it. He's charging people. To not eat. He goes, come on, I've got a retreat. Come over. All right, what are we eating? Nothing. Nothing. That'll be $500. <laughs> Why? It's good for you. <laughs> what are you... You can't be serious. Who's paying for nothing? No. One of the you cannot be serious. One of the practices is breathing. You can do that on your own, you know. <laughs> you don't have to have to pay, pay a nut bag $500 to let you breathe. Hey, this would be a good one. Why one triple three five three. Who should be? Who got snubbed? Mm. Was it you? Was it someone you know? Someone in the community? Straight A honest. Uh, M G O B E. O A M. To O M. O A M. Pardon yes. me, Your Majesty. You're to, welcome. You, you've changed since you got U O M. I know. <laughs> Just used to be rank and file, grassroots, man of the people, Penrith yeah. giant, and now you turn up to parties wearing cummerbunds. <laughs> Stroll the lawns of Government House yeah. with all your foppish mates. What's the ceremony? Do they knight you or something? Or do you... um, there's a, I think there's, it was, oh, it was so long ago, but there was, there's another 30 people who 
uh, get awarded the same thing and you uh, basically, you know, they call out what you've been nominated and what you've got the medal for and they proceed to put the medal around your neck and tell them, tell the, the waiting throng of media and other people what you've done to get this medal. And it was basically because I um, put on a charity footy game um, in 2009 for the flood victims in Queensland. Um, an ex, you know, we played a rugby league game between the ex-origin greats of New yep. South Wales and Queensland and we raised about half a million dollars for the flood. So well, Good on you, mate. Uh, very good. Can you lose it? Like if, you, if, if say, for example, you did something yes. terrible? Yes. Um, not that that would ever happen. What they can, they can come for it? Go, hey, give us that back. Oh, I think they can just delete it. Yeah, delete it from you. Say you know you're no longer recognised as a Order of Australian medalist. And who was in that inducted when you were inducted? Um, Stupid scientists and stuff. Um, I'd get. I think you know. a couple. Of, I think someone from Home and Away. One of the. Um, oh. I, think, I think it was Alf or the other. Are you sure you weren't at the Logies? <laughs> did, did, you, well, you know well put it this way: there was no, there was no lineup to get into the toilet, the disabled toilets at the. <laughs> <laughs> at the ABE, at, at Government yeah, House. No, not a bit, not, bit not of a straighter like, affair, was it? The Logies, there's a big, big line-up here. Yeah, a lot of people want to go to the toilet at the same time. They're talking about Australian of the Year, it is... What's in there? Taryn uh, Brumford. Taryn Brumford. Taryn Brumford, who's uh, telling the don't be a fatty message. He's, get, <laughs> he's get, No, well, that's the message. Getting out there to the kids. That's Valu- right. Valuable work. Yep. It's valuable work. Is it Australian of the Year work? I don't know. Uh, there would have been a lot of suitable candidates, no doubt. Uh, you're suggesting to me, Natasha Belling, don't leave the studio. Yes. I just I turn around and body image is a big issue, guys. Massive Why are you issue. pointing at me while you say that? <laughs> I didn't mean to, sorry. I mean as in, in generally. Shoot. You know, she's done extraordinary work, especially for young boys today. Body image is a big issue and... I think they said stats, more than 90% of young kids today, that's their number one issue is body image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, put the bickies down. Yeah. There you go. Put Instagram or TikTok down. And go for a jog. Says George Cleaney. <laughs> now, who's got it? So was this a surprise? I'm hearing, and you were floating a scenario yes. around here that may not have been the first choice. No, I'm just wondering. What's your opinion? What's, who's on the committee that chooses Australian of the Year? I mean, you know, there's a lot Good of criticism question. against, you know, who receives this, but do you look at what the criteria is, is how they've chosen? And there's a bit of controversy because Peter Bog, you know, he was busted uh, with a positive test. He's proclaiming his innocence, mm. but he was the front runner for apparently Young Australian of the Year. He won uh, the 2023... WA Young Australian of the Year. So he was front runner to take out the national award but did not attend the ceremony after the positive result. He proclaims his innocence. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have beaten Taryn Brumford? No. They're it's, not in the same category? No, not that I know of. That's disappointing. Um, Pete Evans, could he get there? <laughs> On what basis? Well, it's just everything he's brought to the, <laughs> the table, the but, wellness. The content. The, 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 the laughter he's given us over the years. Yes. It's a good package. It's a good package. You go along for five days and he doesn't feed you. He, he charges you for it. Can I be honest? Is there silence in that package? Yeah, and for another 500, they'll throw in an extra hour of nothing. <laughs> I'd be up for that. I, I, think the, I think the first speaker's Bill Gibson. <laughs> she'll, uh, She's gone. She'll knock it out of the park. I say that. Yeah, there are many things you can get wrong, is there? There's, if you think of the things that you can't do, 
Faking pants is probably up there, wouldn't you? Oh, Would you say that there'd be faking pants? Fa- pa- <laughs> faking <laughs> pants. Doesn't matter. No one's listening. <laughs> faking cancer and... Oh, those guys, you know those guys who wear war medals when they haven't been to war? Yes. yes. That That's a bad one. Yes. So much. And every so often one of those guys gets called. They turn up on an Anzac day and some bloke Calls will go, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I was there that day. Where were you? And yes. that irritates me a great deal. Um, but Pete Evans, I would have gone for him for man a year. That retreat sounds amazing. That does. Well, I'll send you. Would you like to go <laughs> and do a report? Yes. It'd be silent. Better throw in one of his bio light charges for that kind of money. We're going to do an outside broadcast from there. Are we? Um, yeah. John is on the line. John. Hello, Mick. Australian of the Year. Who is it? Oh, I've got dual acceptance here. Peter Fitzsimons and his lovely wife, wife Lisa Wilkinson. <laughs> two dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you said two of you. I thought you were going to say Peter Fitzsimons and his hat. And his beret. <laughs> Uh, his and hers, uh, a Mr. and Mrs. Australian of the Year. I get the idea. Hey, keep calling. One, triple, three, five, three. I don't think we've cracked this yet. No. <laughs> we've got to crack the code. Yeah. All right. That was M-G-O-M. O-M. O-A-M. Who would you like to see as Australian of the Year, M-G? It's a hard one, isn't it? Um I suppose going along, it's usually the Australian cricket captain, isn't it? Probably. So Tim Payne gets my nod. Yep. Well, anyone who can uh, master the art of dick pics is, <laughs> you know. Well, you've got to get the lighting right and everything. The lighting's got to be right. There's a lot it's, of professional. A lot goes into it. You've got to strike the right tone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be cheap. You want to, you want to, you want to be classy. That's exactly kind right. Kind of stuff. What about Guy Sebastian's neighbour? Oh, oh yeah, without he's a doubt. Well, Guy Sebastian. He's... <laughs> The guy who lives next to Guy Sebastian is, uh, he'd be good. Gee, you'd, you'd hope the he'd house was, good. you want it to be soundproof, that house would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be worse. Could, could be living next to Shannon Noel. I mean, he's got Guy. <laughs> I know Shannon. He's a good bloke. Good bloke, Shannon. Guy's been a bit, bit front, a bit fruity these days, isn't he? He's, he's got about three or four. He's going, he's manager. Yes. Suing managers. Trouble's and, finding him. And neighbours, so he's really going for it. I'd watch out if I was the moment. Um, there you go, guy. Have a look at that. Oh, can I put someone else? <laughs> there you go, guy. I shudder to think who. Uh, I'll let you nominate the dildo bandit. <laughs> if that's not Australian of the Year, I do not know what is. Uh, I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. The dildo bandit was caught on camera stealing a large sex toy. Well, I'll, let's call it a dildo. <laughs> from an adult shop. Uh, the kinky thief is on the run after pocketing a very big dildo. <laughs> it's got very big in quotation marks. He's easy, easy to spot. Yeah, I would have thought so. Uh, he stole it from an adult store in regional Queensland. I love regional Queensland. Oh, the yeah. Toowoomba Chronicle uh, reported the owner of, of uh, Love Heart Adult Shop Arrived at the store on January 21 to find its largest tester missing. Tester? His tester. What's, what's, what's a tester? Like, like a you test like the a... product. So, so it's like you use like a lip bar, it, like, oh, you oh, know, oh, like moisturizer. Oh, got to, so like you, you can take it out for a spin. Yeah, well, obviously it's like, if it's, it's like a tester. Oh. Tester? I would have thought. How do you test a, how do you test a dildo? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm worried if about. You're just tuning in now. 
Welcome to the Naked News. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that would be big on the sec- secondary market. Definitely not. I would have thought that's a kind of one-time yeah. That's offer. a personal use. You if you're living in Queensland, you? keep your eye out on Gumtree. <laughs> <laughs> Could turn up. Oh, he is looking. It didn't take long to track down where it went. Well, I won't. Oh. It's just a creepy guy with a... Footage of the store's CCTV shows a man grabbing the large sex toy, looking at it briefly, then pocketing it. Wow, what a heist. It's like the great bookie robbery. Did he have a balaclava on or? $200. Wow. This is the the price we pay these days. Iceberg lettuce is $10. There's no potato. Devon? Devon? Devon's $200 for for a dildo. Are we still doing Australian of the Year? Yeah, yeah, well, that, this is this is the new Australia of the year. This bloke is knocking for doing it. Bloke stole it. He's going good. This is a lot of money. Is that come up on the household? Can you claim? Can you claim a dildo? I've First never put it through my taxes ever. I want to see Jim Chalmers mention this in the next budget. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm assuming the store doesn't really want it back. Then. No. <laughs> oh my god. Australian of the year, the dildo bandit. He's still out there, by the way. Um, if you see him, uh, don't approach him. He's said to be armed and extremely well lubed. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Just look for the eggplant. Yeah. Well, I think they, they found him. They saw him waddling down to the main street of Toowoomba. I've seen the mugshot. Boy, is that a big smile on his face. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all you Hey, can we change directions, MGs, yes. for just one moment? Uh, we talk about this off here all the time. You're a bit of a museo from way back. I know you like to get down the shed and play some music. Pink Floyd yeah. have been slammed. Uh, well, the, the fans have slammed the band's cover art. Has woke uh, oh, because they've put one out for a 50-year like, celebration of their very famous uh, Dark Side of the Moon album. And they've come out and uh, they've been hammered on social media by people going, oh, you've had to put the rainbow in there. Oh, you've gone woke. Um, I'd like to point out the essential feature (laughs) of the original album cover was a rainbow. Exactly. was a prism refracting into a rainbow. So it's not a great, one of the most iconic album covers of all time, would you not say? I would say. Uh, were you, were you a fan of the Floyd? Uh, yes and no. I think as I'm getting older, I'm I'm, I'm looking back at their music and, and probably respecting it a lot more than I was as a kid. I think it was a little bit probably too much for me as a kid. A little brick in the wall was also... What were you, know, you listening like, to at that time? I was probably an NXS man, uh, Talking Heads. I liked them. Um, sure. I, look, I think when you're talking about iconic... Um, our albums, the, the the covers of albums. Yes. Um, you can't go past Abbey Road from the Beatles. Abbey Road was one triple three five three. We're going to do this. Uh, we'd love to hear you. But the most iconic album cover of all yeah. time that you think. Now, cat, uh, have you got one? Yeah, never mind. You know the baby with no, the, the baby in the pool, the nude baby in Fantastic. the pool with the um, dollar bill. Didn't he just recently want to sue them? So, yeah. As an older man? Mm, the babies, I, I don't he, think he, he was said successful. said it was ex- child exploitation or sexual abuse of some description because he... Uh, he was nude. He wants, in the pool. he wants the money. I was going to do a poster for... <laughs> I, that was one of the ideas I pitched 
one of the ideas I pitched for this show. <laughs> when Rex goes, uh, so how do you see the billboards? I said, what about the exact same cover, but instead of a baby, it's me. <laughs> right. Oh, he just, he just, uh, Not enough water for that. <laughs> hey, big fella. Um, that is iconic, uh, indeed. Uh, I like our Neil Diamond's hot August night. It's just him. Good Lord. Good that is Lord. a good, <laughs> good album cover. Um, <laughs> what, are you la- what are you laughing at? Neil Diamond. Oh, like, you, you just, I, I just love, I, you make me laugh. You make me laugh. <laughs> You just the way you, you, you the way you say things with the innuendo. I love the way you speak. Well, um, so forget you, MG OAM, OAM. Yep, it's unbelievable. And I can have it. You said I can have it for a week. It's your medal for a weekend. Yeah. Well, just hey, but beware, buyer, beware. Okay. <laughs> you will be. You, you take a cricket bat with you. Oh, don't worry. I will. Ross, Ross is on the line. What do you think? Uh, iconic album covers. Yeah, g'day guys. Uh, g'day, Cuck, MG, and uh, Mickey. Um, Hi, brother. Mate, Appetite for Destruction yeah. actually had an original album, which is on the inside of the actual, um, yep. the, which has got the robot and the lady. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, with the street scene. And that was too, uh, too graphic for, um, and that's when the five faces on the cross come about. Oh. There it is. And we got the background. Good on you, Ross. Thanks for Ross, helping Ross, us man. out. Colin's on the line. Colin. Uh, album cover. G'day, Nick. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. Uh, yeah, Metallica's Black Album. Oh, Metallica, yeah, yes. Black. Jeez. Yeah. We've gone straight off the top for some of the big ticket items. Peter's on the line. Peter, iconic album covers. Uh, yeah, the best comedy album ever made, Mark Malloy, the Brown Album. Oh, <laughs> the Brown Album. The Brown that's, Album. That's interesting. I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you a story about the Brown Album because we had to go right round to pitch the idea to Michael Gadinsky, and so me and Tony go around to his house and we go, he sits down, and he goes, right, what's the concept? What do you come up with? And we go, well, it's it's called the Brown Album, and he just looks at us. He cocks his head like a dog. And I go, you know, like the White Album, Beatles have the yep. White Album, we have the Brown Album, and we just paint the whole cover brown. <laughs> he looks at us and he goes, what shade of brown? <laughs> and I swear to God, the next thing you know, we have a colour chart out. Some One of his assistants has gone and got a colour chart while he's literally pointing at different shades of brown. <laughs> uh, it was it was a fun process. And the only other thing involving that album I love is I ran into a bloke one day and he was teaching English on one of the outer islands of the Solomon Islands. And the only bit of spoken word English he had on him was the brown album. So he said to me, he said, if you ever want to take a great holiday... He goes, go to this island because every child from the age of like six to 15 can recite that album <laughs> word for word. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, good on you, Peter. Vince is on the line. What's the album cover, mate? Mate, Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Now, for those who would not know the album cover, describe it to us. Well, it's a, uh, how could you describe it? It's like that, uh, what's that event calendar, if you like, for Christmas, but it's just um, amazing. The, um, the artwork, the imagery, it's um, mind-boggling. Well, uh, anything to do with Led Zeppelin and you've, no, yeah. you've got to vote for me. They had a couple of iconic covers, to be honest. Thank you, Physical Graffiti. What about uh, Velvet Underground? Just a big Ooh. banana. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just a big banana. Yeah, it's just like a cartoon. Oh, yeah. I would like listen to that music and mm. my tummy would rumble as I looked at the, <laughs> <laughs> looked at the cover. Uh, Keith, what are you hey, saying, guys. Keith? 
Mate, look, I've got to go with Dark Side of the Moon. Right. Um, it, it was basically a simple thing. Let's design something simple that describes basically living your life for someone else. Um, and it was simple. It's one of the biggest covers in one of the biggest uh, images in history in the world. It's one of the most yep. recognisable. Um, I actually met the fella that designed it, yep. um, Storm Ferguson, and I've got a, a copy signed by him. So. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. That is royalty. Yeah. I met the guy who designed, you know, the tongue for Rolling Stone. Oh, Rolling Stone, yeah. What, yes. What was he like? I, unbelievable. He's like a graphic artist, and he's he's ended up living in Australia. And wow. unsurprisingly, I met him at Michael Gadinsky's house one night, and he goes, <laughs> it's probably the most iconic bit of artwork Ever. Uh, in, in rock and roll. So, anyway, well done to that bloke. Uh, Luke's on the line. Luke, uh, what's the album cover? Uh, the Rage Against the Machine album. Okay. Oh. Uh, all right. In the name of... Out there. It's out oh. there. I can't wait to, to see them live. They were coming out and then COVID got them. Yes, yes. But uh, that's going to be one to set yourself for. Buckle up. Uh, good work. Russell's on the line. Russell, what are you thinking? I'm thinking volume four, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, oh, wow, Led man. Zeppelin yes. again. <laughs> what an album. What a band. What yeah, a band. Album. Iconic photo, too. Old bloke carrying the wheat. Yep, yep. That is That could, that could be hanging in the Louvre, I might say. <laughs> Chris is on the line. Chris. Hello, mate. Um, I was going to say, Strutting Crawl's Boys Light Up album. Oh, of course. You remember the uh, Naked Lady. On oh, the yes. That was the ex-premier Victoria's sister, I think, from memory. Um, and, oh, wow. Um, Yes. That was uh, down at down at Williams Road Beach, I think. Oh, I know exactly that beach because that was my beach. It was filmed in Mount Eliza because uh, all the boys went to school. James Rain went to my school. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, the the Daddos, the Rains, and the Malloys all went to the same the school. The Daddos, that's right. Um, so yes, down at Williams Road on Canadian Bay Beach, and it's in the evening. And by today's standards, it's, it looks a bit creepy. Because there's like a naked girl on a beach towel and five guys in silhouette are up to their waists in in water, just watching. Yeah, a bit creepy. Quietly. <laughs> Quietly? <laughs> Quietly, so she's not disturbed. Uh, get it out and have a look. Probably wouldn't get through these days, I would have thought, but, but it was and is a great album cover. Thank you. Donna, what's the album cover, please? Uh, it's a bloodhound gang, and it's a two zebras going at it. it was, oh, yeah. Um, Some community radio stations couldn't even play it because they <laughs> have a bit of a music intro, and then it goes, and then it goes, you and me, baby, let's do it together, and let's do it together like on the radio channel. All right, Donna, stay on the line to talk but, yeah, to one of our... together on the radio <laughs> channel. <laughs> Hang on, what's, what's the album cover again? What was it? Two zebras going at it. Is that what you yeah. said? It's animalistic. Jeez, I, I wish I'd pitched that to Gadinsky. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Uh, basically, it's uh, two zebras going at it. I like it. What colour are the zebras? Well, they've <laughs> got to be black and white. Right? <laughs> Bloodhound gang. The Bloodhound wow. Gang. Wow. Two, oh, you know, that's you don't have to get more creative than that. I reckon they had nothing. I reckon they've gone in. And yeah. Someone said, "Where's the album here? What's the cover?" Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, two zebras are having a root. 
we're having we've got Chris Brown on the show later on. We might have to we'll ask, ask him about that. How Zebra, how the Zebra's going about it? Yeah, I'd tell you what. I reckon it'd be quite dangerous. Yeah, I think it you would wouldn't be. go near two zebras without a helmet on. <laughs> Stack at. <laughs> no, because they can. They can. They oh, can. Zebras. Jeez, yeah. it'd be all happening. Very big hooves. You know, there's a job. You know, there's a guy's job. Oh, uh, to you know, when when prize stallions go out, yes. this, what a life this would be! I'm coming back as a prize stallion. You basically go bonkers like three times a day. <laughs> yeah. they, they just bring bring in the you bring yep. in the girls and off you go. But when they're going at it, some guy in a hell has to get in there with a bucket and kind of oh, kind of oh. get collect yeah. the said. Items, and I'm telling you, it's so hard. I think Sir Tristram actually killed one of those guys. <laughs> what a way to go! How was your day at work? What Not do you great, do? to be honest. What do, you, what do you do for a job? Oh, I'm a bucket boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Natasha Belling joins us in the studio because I just couldn't quite believe what I heard in the news break. I just need you to confirm it. Uh, did I listen right? Influencers haven't been paying tax. Is there something like that? Well, you're an influencer. You guys are which is why, which is why I've brought you in to talk about this because I really must recuse myself from Ooh. being an influencer. With a, I don't know, is it eighty thousand followers? I'm not sure. Um, I feel I'm in that category. You've got eighty thousand followers. <laughs> that sounds so surprised. <laughs> I'm just going to check. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just oh, checking your sources. What a journalist. <laughs> Look at her go. You've got to be factual. 77. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, oh. What's the deal? A few have got off me. All <laughs> right. So, well, I think we all How many do you need to be an influencer? What's the bottom line? Yeah, good question. What's your entry level influencer? 100. I think 100. So Don't not. be ridiculous. 100,000. People, people go to those things with 30,000. Come on. Yeah, but they're not good influencers. They're not getting the big bucks. I said, what is your entry level? What have you got? You'd have 12. <laughs> I don't even have 12. <laughs> and I don't call myself an influencer. <laughs> I am an influencer. Uh, what I say is changes the way people think. Really? Yeah. If I go, I say, I don't know, post a tile wearing <laughs> yellow and black Speedos, I think you'll find there's a rush in the market. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the story, influencer? Please. Okay, so basically a lot of people make a lot of cash today as influencers selling products, right? So wow. if you're out there saying, you know, uh, for example, back to school, uh, you might be an ambassador or getting paid by office work, say, for example, that's a great example, but you need to actually declare on your post that Ooh. sponsored post, which is SP, hashtag SP, that you're either being paid or you're given products for free. So basically you cannot mislead your followers saying, hey, I love these pair of shoes but you're not disclosing that you've actually been paid to do that post. But my bottom line is I'd love to know the stats from an advertiser on what the follow-through is. So have they got the evidence that, say, I do a post about a shoes, a pair of shoes, do people go and buy that product? So if you do, if they, your last name is Kardashian, they do. They certainly yes. do. They're so you can be taxed now on that money's available. Yeah, but they're talking about the fact that they, the ACCC is cracking down on them because you have to declare your interest. If you're being paid, you have to put sponsored post. 
So then well, for your followers know right. that maybe that you're being paid for that post and it isn't a legitimate review. Are they considering a tariff on dick pics? <laughs> Are you asking a, for a friend? <laughs> yeah, just... It's, just I want to know. Is this a... Should this be a line? Should I be putting this in my budget? Is this... Do I have to declare done? my dick pics? You can yeah, face course. fines up to $2 million. Crikey. Not for those pics if you don't declare your interest. What about this one? And we've, we were talking about this before. Fire Festival, right, had all those influences. I think it was a Kardashian and about three supermorals. They go, come to the Fire Festival. It's going to be the greatest thing of all time. Fire Festival turns out to be a load of rubbish and terrible. Are they liable in any way? Is there, I know it's a kind of a different angle, but... What what responsibility do they have for what they're advertising or truth in advertising? You have to be incredibly careful because then what if you're promoting as an influencer a product that is then deemed as dodgy later on? Mm. Mm. And if you're being paid, so you've just got to be transparent and that they will crack down on you, the ACCC, if you're not declaring that, A, you've been paid. Like the Kardashians per post can be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for one picture. That's what I should get. With all my pulling power. <laughs> who am I pulling power? Well, who was the woman who got in a lot of trouble? There was Lorna a... Jane. Lorna Jane. Explain what happened to her. Okay, so the federal court has ordered Lorna Jane to pay $5 million in penalties for making false and misleading representations to consumers and engaging in conduct liable to mislead the public. Which falsely represented that their active wear eliminated stop the spread and protected wearers against viruses, including COVID. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> they deserve that $5 million fine. I mean, it's good, but it's Should not that million. good. All we know what Instagram is good for, and all it's good for, is showing off and making your friends feel small. Yes. That's its essential idea. My life's better than yours. Check this out. Yep. Influencer. <laughs> no. Refer to me as Influencer Mick Malloy and MG. <laughs> Shakira, she's she's angry. She's, uh, she's outraged. She's, she found a, her husband, husband or partner, I don't mm. know, uh, was cheating and she busted him. Now, listen up, everyone. This is how good women and some partners in general are at uh, doing the detective work when it comes to this department. Uh, he, she worked out he was cheating after finding uh, jam in the fridge. Sh- Shapira is reported to have discovered her ex-husband cheating on her after finding the jam in the fridge. He doesn't eat jam, right? And the kids don't eat jam. She's oh. anyone who eats jam. She's come home and some of the jam's gone. <laughs> oh, God. It's a rookie mistake, rookie. Gerard. <laughs> Very rookie. I never Replacing. knew. I never knew you could be brought down by a condiment. No. You know what I mean? That is <laughs> by a breakfast spread. This is not. A, and by the way, she's gone on to write a song about it. Uh, she's to, she's actually got a guy's head in a fridge, so she's <laughs> she's taken it well. By the way, tip. Here's my tip, guys: do not date a rock chick because. The minute you break up, she's going to write a terrible song about you. <laughs> He's not right. Taylor not Swift, tick. Oh, yeah. Miley Cyrus, tick. Yep. The minute you break up, well, they're, they're at the typewriter. Oh, yeah. You are so. Isn't it amazing? Guys, males write songs about being in love with women, and women write songs about what assholes men are. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. Is that? Am I oversimplifying uh, it? No, Birds of Tokyo would be the exception to that rule. We found out that he was getting cheated on via his album. So oh, he had to go. Right. Yeah. Musically. Mm. Mm. All right. Hey, Three one triple three five three. do you know how did you get busted? How did someone you know get busted? I know a guy who went to work when he came home at the end of the day. His tie was half an inch shorter than it was when he left in the morning. She goes, oh, you been to the gym today? He goes, no. Well, why is your tie shorter oh. than it was this morning? <laughs> We're very good. <laughs> uh, it's got us thinking, have you been busted? Do you know of any great stories along those lines? Paul's on the line. Paul, uh, well, ha- what happened? Did you get busted? Yes, Mickey. Um, God. Just before I start, good to talk to you again, mate. You bricked me once in the afternoon, so it's always good to talk to uh, you. Ah, you got a case of the old brick lane. My beer, by <laughs> yes, the way. Mate. You'll be hearing Over plenty eight. about that oh, in yeah. the next few yeah. weeks. Okay, Paul, anyway, what do you got? Wait, I was seeing these, these two girls unbeknownst to each other, and um, turns out they were talking to each other. One's the hairdresser of the other one, and they started talking about the boyfriend they had, and next thing you know, I'm getting confronted on the phone. I've just been talking to such and such. Oh, good. Okay, and that's <laughs> and, the end of that. I uh, got, got bolted, yeah. Yeah, well, luckily, hairdressers, are just not, they're not the type to talk a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> to other people. Snip, 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 Paul, yeah. you walked into a Category 5, mate. Well done. Donna's on the line. Donna, uh, what happened? Uh, was it? Oh, here we go yes, again. Donna. Goes. I've got a beauty here. I've got a beauty here. Oh, I learned this at 11 years old, right? Mm. Me mum and a girl from a talking about her husband, Margaret's husband, having an affair. You know how she caught him out? Yeah. Yeah. By ironing undies. His undies. Darky <laughs> undies. Get my drift? Yeah. No, who, no, what? There was someone else's undies or? Oh, no. They were his undies. But oh, yeah, but they, they were, were soiled. Cool. Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, they, oh, she, oh, get those undies down to forensics is what she did. <laughs> oh, this would be an interesting get, call. Get, get the luminol out. <laughs> get the luminol out, Terry. Uh, Turn the lights down, please. <laughs> What's that? Well, it's CSI. <laughs> Donna can take Donna's number. She's going to be a valuable contributor. She's going to be regular. Yeah. Mark's on the line. Mark, uh, who got who got busted? Uh, mate, I was dating a really good-looking English guy when I was out. Oh, English lady, sorry, when I was living over in Perth. Yeah. And um, my daughter was on the computer and had popped up for a high-class escort agency. And she was sitting in the spa with three guys. Oh. Okay, I'd be okay with that if I was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, and how'd you bring that up? Did you go, oh, God, I've just been uh, looking around? I, I, mate, I used to, like, she used to ring me up at 2 o'clock in the morning so you can come and pick me up from this hotel, that hotel. I've had a business meeting. I was, I was totally naive to it. But... Wow. Okay, Mark, I think you may have bought some of this one. <laughs> can you come and pick me up at 2 in the morning for my business meeting? <laughs> That sounds high-powered. Was it a BHP board <laughs> convening, were they, at two in the, at two in the morning? Oh, Mark. That's, no, now, no. look, I'm going to ask you in all seriousness, because I'm jury's out for me, but is that a deal-breaker, necessarily? Mm. Not really. Okay, have a think about that <laughs> over the news, everybody. When I knew I was moving to Sydney, the, I picked up the phone, I rang my good friend, Dr Chris Brown, I said, Chris, I'm coming to Sydney. Have you got a spare room? <laughs> He, what did he say? He joined a witness protection scheme. <laughs> and I haven't been able to track him down since, but he's on the line right now. How are you, Doc? 
Oh, good morning, Mickey. It's and it's a very big welcome to you. As thank well. you. I, f- I feel like I'm in your house all of a sudden, and uh, thank you for chaperoning me around and uh, showing me the sights. What do I need to know? Have you got any insights for me as a newbie? Look, Mickey. Mickey, I do remember one time where you did live in Sydney for a period of time, and, yep. and I, I used to catch you on the well-worn path <laughs> home from the North Bondi RSL. Uh, along the along the promenade there at Bondi, and it, like I, I, I don't think you, it was, and you know, it was pretty consistent at the time as well. So sure. I, I don't think you're too far wrong. I, I, th- I think really, if you're going to, if you're to make this this Sydney thing really stick, mm. um, I, I think I think the the coastal walks where it's at. The you coastal walk. Um, I do remember that quite fondly because, uh, if I'm correct, I would be leaning over the balcony with a beer in my hand and you'd be jogging up and down the beach getting just, heckled. Just with, it, your stopwatch, with, your, with your stopwatch and clipboard, just monitoring the progress. Uh, it's great no, to be look, doing... I, Sorry, mate. I was just gonna, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I think the, the reason I guess I'm, I'm drawn to the coastal walk, a number of different things. I know yeah. you're a man of fitness, you're a man of health. Tell me about you're it. A man of, you're a man of the outdoors. Um, but, but also, you're a man who appreciates dogs. You yeah, know, you, absolutely. It's, 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 it's a place to go out to, to appreciate the fact that everyone now has a dog uh, post-COVID, yeah. uh, sometimes sometimes two dogs. In fact, I, I was I was walking my dog um, <laughs> on the coastal walk the other, <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and look, in, in a bit of a hurry to get to the dog park and then and then back home. So I was sort of moving through the crowd, uh, and it was a busy, busy Saturday morning. And and I had these the two lovely young, very fit sort of ladies in front of me, sort of you know walking the the coastal walk sure. with phones in hand to to get content, you know. And so I had to push past them with my dog Buzz. And mm. as we pushed past them in in a hurry, um, Buzzy just all of a sudden stopped. And and started to squat, and oh, uh, Edgar, and, oh no, and and do his thing. And by the and, way, and Doc, really... that's exactly what I do when I pass a couple of <laughs> pretty women. No. So he's, he's 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 hard at it, Buzz. He's absolutely hard at it, and 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 so so much so that the, the girls have to sort of stop and sort of recoil at the sight <laughs> of of what what he's squatting and what he's what he's suddenly producing, and and so I, you know, just. Kindly turn to, to one of the girls and just say, "Look, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that um, you have to witness that." And and she grabs my arm, and says, "No, no, 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 no! Don't, don't apologise. That was me two hours ago." Oh, oh, Lord. and then and then they sort of step aside and then and then start and then start walking again. And and I just didn't really know how, to, how to handle that and, and just pause and and was like, "What? What? what just hang on. That just." And it was she, she was fifty meters up the path before she turns around and yells at me with with, with my dog with my dog. Was, I was about to with say my dog. I was going to say I, when she was finished. I hope her friend had the little green bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc. You always walk with a friend. While we're on that one, this has been paving me so much. You can be a judge on the etiquette here. Dog walkers, don't put your dog shit in my bin. Okay, now it's not recyclable. It's not recyclable, but also too, my bin stays inside my house. I live in a warehouse, so you walk your dog, you open your lid, you pop your your shit in my bin. I have to live with it all week. Doc, the etiquette should be: if the bin is full, I'm okay with it. If the bin has been empty, you don't do it. Am I right? Well, no. To, to check the level of your bin filling, you need to open the lid, and and on. 
on common sort of dog walking areas, that that could be very dangerous to open the bin, especially with a bit of heat and humidity. If there if oh. there are sort of thirty poo bags inside there, that's you're taking your life into your own. Tell head. me about it. <laughs> the, the only thing, the, I, the the reason I'm in favour of 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 people putting poos in in just random random bins is because there is no greater deterrent on the planet to not leaving your bin out in the street after midnight than than the knowledge it's going to be filled up with with dog poo. You that, are the only unbelievable. Thing that brings you brings you back in. So yeah. by putting dog shit in my bin, you're making the world a better place. Absolutely. It's a community service, Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to know that you're going to be on our show again from time to time because I love catching up with you. There's always some interesting stories to tell. Uh, before we go, now I'm bemused by this. I got sent a dish that says chicken testicles, right? And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a summary snack to me. It feels wrong on a number of levels because chickens don't have testicles, I would have thought. That's a, the rooster department. Have you heard of such a thing? Or am I being punked? No, they're, they're real. They are. And, and, and wow. I'll be honest, and, and surprisingly, surprisingly large. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was, I was looking at him going. He, he must have been hung like a Shetland, that particular but, but chicken. But they're, so when my, they're all. When my, <laughs> when my mates call me pig balls, I could take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell but me again. So, a, where, 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 is this a delicacy? What? Well, yeah. Well, they. they I guess they're an under undervalued part of the um, the chicken yeah. anatomy. I, the, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you have them sort of salt and pepper, salt oh. and pepper style, or, or I mean, that might be. That, uh, everything tastes good that mm. way, but they, they, they're in, they're internal. So at, at roosters' <laughs> testicles, they don't have a, a scrotum, if you like. That, it's, oh. it's all internal. So the, the, you morning, never know you? how big they really are until you you're presented with until them you choke on one. Until you, yeah. I, I will so, never eat another nugget. <laughs> I'll never eat another chicken nugget, Doc. Yeah, you know, that's all I'm out. saying. The other one was now. Uh, a walrus ruined a perfectly oh. good New Year's celebration by, uh, I don't know how to put this, pull him the pud. He, he's come out there and he's, he's crashed a New Year's Eve fireworks display. They've had to shut down the whole fireworks display because he's, he's having a crack. But the best thing about that was that nobody walked away. Everyone was watching. Everyone, everyone was fascinated with this, this walrus going to go. Is this, uh, is this typical walrus behaviour? And... and how do you do it with flippers? <laughs> <laughs> they, you've got to feel for what. So walrus spend walrus spend about sort of four or five days out out at sea, you know, fish fishing, doing what they do. So, so it's a long time to be on. They can't do anything like that right. unless they're on dry land. So he's just. So that's they, the first do, thing they do when they get to land is rub one out. Oh, well, oh mate, mating, mating, yes, you know, doing that, yes, but but they're all dry land activities. When you're at sea, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the, the the relevant fishermen and and people who who spend a lot of time at sea can probably relate. But the moment you get back to dry land, things need to be taken care of, and that's oh, one yeah. of the things that's that, the that I'm they, hey, they I mean, mention the surprise on the walrus just just as as he's finishing and the fireworks go off. He goes, "Well, that was great." <laughs> that's that's the What's, best ever. <laughs> they are actually full of parasites as well, Warris. So um, oh, oh. He, he may just – he could just be – I'm sure his, his excuse is he's just scratching uh, the, the – uh, I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going straight home after the show for a good scratch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
six months in a leaky boat. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You get the vibe. <laughs> Can't you wait to talk vibe. to you soon, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, him. <laughs> See you, Brownie. Sport Report. Yeah, in the uh, ladies' tennis um, that's uh, happened just recently overnight and yesterday, a first-time Australian Open champion will be crowned on Saturday night after the powerful pair of Alina Rybakina and uh, Arena Sabalenka went through to the final. Um, should be a fantastic uh, game. These two are, are big hitters. Um, uh, Sab- uh, what's, uh, Sab- 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 Sabalenka, last year, if you remember, she was the girl who, she got through the semis, but on her way, she recorded the most amount of double faults ever in the Australian Open. So. Again, this is, again, sorry, MG, just quickly, no second serve. You get one shot. If, <laughs> these are my changes to the rules. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm at a tee and I smash it in the trees, they don't give you another one and say, have go again. Double faults, no. And that way, you'll have to think more about the first one. Anyway, that's possible. You like you, you want just one racket as well, don't you? Important. One racket, smash it. Important. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck yeah, for the rest one. of the I like, game. <laughs> I like that one. And um, look, overnight in the uh, the big bash, uh, yeah. Ricky Ponning has absolutely torn shreds yeah. off Adam Zamba for dropping another sitter. It's his fourth drop catch this uh, this big bash league. This is what Ponning had to say about Zamba when he dropped the catch. It's unbelievable how many catches Adam Zamba puts down, and you don't get any easier than that. That is an absolute sitter. He's got to get his execution right and get this frustration out of his head straight away. He carries his frustration forward. This game will be over before he knows it. So no good looking around blaming anybody else. When you've got the ball in the hand, you've got to get the job done for your team, regardless of what happened the ball before. Well, that's the fourth catch that Adam Zamp has put down in this tournament. Remember quite a few as well in the green and gold, the T20 World Cup, and a few went down there. Yeah, that's going to cost you. Uh, someone who keeps racking up catches. It's like the team now effectively have to take an extra... Wicked, don't they? You know what I mean? And if you drop a couple and you've all been toiling fairly hard to take a wicket, that can be a quiet lunchtime break for you, I reckon. Well, I think the frustration lied because Ponting, who still has something to do with the Hobart Hurricanes, they needed the Stars to win that to get through. And uh, obviously there was a hidden agenda there because he wanted Zampa's team to win, and they didn't. So, yeah, that's uh, look. You reckon he might have had some money on it? Oh, I'm not following you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, his nickname is Punter. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, he, just he, saying, he, he, he did it. seem a little angry. He did, uh, yeah, a little bit angry. But that's it. We all know uh, catches win matches. Matches. All right, well done. What Mick thinks about the QR codes. <laughs> I just, it's the laziest thing. And once again, we lower the bar when it comes to hospitality. Yeah. Introduced under the guise of COVID. I said at the time, you wait. COVID will go and these will stay because it's just damn easier stroke lazier to treat us like animals, basically. Now, Mushrooms. You, yeah, correct, mate. You, cat, disagree. <laughs> I love them. You love them. You sit codes. down. You don't have to talk to any. You don't have to wait in line. Who wants to wait in line for a drink? You, no, no. you don't have to wait in line, but I'll tell you what you will do. Wait for your frigging drinks because here's what they do. Yes. They used to not get the money until they gave you the beer. Now what you do is you sit at the table and you scan and they go, thank you. Yeah, we'll get around to that eventually. I've sat at a a restaurant down at the Rocks, an outdoor beer garden, let's call it. You're so fired up. Let's call it a beer garden. And, uh, you know, you you buy four beers, four bottled beers. They charge you 108 bucks. (laughs) And then you sit and the waiting game begins. And you're there and you go 20 minutes. Why do they... 
there's no interest for them to now cut. They've got your money up front. Yeah, so right. then eventually I go up to the bar and and the guy's sitting standing there doing nothing. I go, hey, mate, here's me for the beers. Ah, you got to do that on the QR code, mate. Oh. I go, mate, give me the friggin' <laughs> <My> beers. <laughs> it doesn't help anyone apart from them. You yesterday, what yes. happened to you? So I know you were certainly fired up about <sighs> the QR code scenario. Now, a person had told me that a lot of owners are loving the QR codes because it's about data. So when you fill it out, you've it got is. to put in your name, your phone number, your postcode. So I've got an issue, first To of all, get a beer. To get a to beer. To buy a beer. So yesterday we went out and about, love supporting local businesses, had to do the QR code thing, 15% we oh. paid surcharge, which you get. For because, what? Well, because it's a public holiday. But that's what is, if they had some staff there, they would that's get. Right. So extra, it, what's the extra cost to the business if it's a public holiday? Because it's not staff. Well, yeah, you're right. But is it an issue from a business that they can't get staff anymore? Yeah, we all went through COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find another way. But this is just... Lazy. Yeah. It's been lazy. Gotcha. Got oh, your money. This, this is old men yelling at a cloud stuff. No, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm it's, an old woman. I, I want to talk to people. Yellow card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I agree here. with the guys on this. I want to talk to people. I go out. I don't want my data mined, and I just want to go and have a nice little sherbet and a nice yep. little meal. That's why I don't at a supermarket. I've never gone to the automatic because you don't know how to use them. Well, no, that's either. true. <laughs> no, either. Never that is, ever, that's, ever. That's a fact. It's contributing fact. Mm-hmm. But I want to have a chat. I want to have a chat to the lady or the so man standing behind the register and saying, "How's your day?" And you yep. know this. Oh, that's what about the really, one? I th- think it's cold, so I, I, I still smoke. Sadly, don't do it, kids. But you go up. They don't have the cut. The, the thing where they sell cigarettes, they don't have manned, <laughs> yes. right? So they don't have manned. So you basically have to sit down, play the waiting game to yes. buy a pack of cigarettes. So it could be five minutes, ten minutes, and and it's such poor service that they that they serve. They've actually gone now and they put a thing up that goes, dear customers, please be patient with our staff and don't <laughs> yell at them. I'm going, so you provide a bad service and then tell us not to complain about it. Yeah. It's like going. <laughs> the one that gets We know this is terrible, but suck it up, buttercup. It's pretty much what the sign says. At the smoking counter, I get fired up that I have to pay 35 cents for the little coin to put in a shopping trolley. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, said to the lady the other day, I'm not having a go at you, but here's 50 cents and keep the ch- – why are they not giving that to us for free? <laughs> I fired up at well, the – I put a dollar or two dollar coin in ours and, and get it back. I do it as a protest. I fired up at the, yeah. at the counter, the cigarette counter. I started banging the counter and I was about to give him a spray, but I had a coughing fit and ran out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are for another week that was on Mick and MG. Earlier in the week, we had a bit of fun with sports drug cheats. It was very surprising when Mick was the one that was a voice of reason. Well, this is a big one, yeah. Who do you want to nominate? Well, actually, stop. Stop. Uh I think that is a legal issue. (laughs) I'm going to stop you right (laughs) there. That could, get that could be highly litigious. Mickey, when you're calling Look out it. legal issues, that's a big story. <laughs> when I'm the voice of reason on this program, I know. when I'm going, whoa, Nelly, <laughs> you, you, you might want to reconsider. Do you know what? We're not going to take any more calls. I'm going to Then the newspaper gods handed us a two-foot baby born in Brazil. God, we had fun with that. <laughs> two-foot baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
He came out rolling his own smokes. <laughs> Seriously, two foot tall, came out with a beard and pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Breast feeding, it's going to be like tapping up a keg. That baby, it'll drain one and work its way. <laughs> Tash is gone. Tash is left that the just, room. That family should just hire a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Mick was thrown that the King's coronation lasted three days. A three-day extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Which is like a music festival, yeah, really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Without the acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a good coronation. Without the sniffer dogs. <laughs> but that would be a good coronation. A bit of acid, maybe some stage diving from the new King. Three days, that goes longer than a test against South Africa. <laughs> we talked about the new supercar in town, manufactured in a very surprising location. You know what, every so often a story comes <laughs> across your desk. You're not sure if you're being punked or not. But yeah, I know. The Taliban in Afghanistan have produced their first supercar. Yep. Uh, this is unbelievable. And the pictures look amazing. It was built by the Afghanistan Technical Vocational Institute. And the ad, have you seen the ad? It's like, it's like someone doing the Toyota jump as the car explodes. All right, good. <laughs> then Mick revealed that he had a guest starring role in Bluey. One that made history. I've done an episode of Bluey, and to me, it's the Australian equivalent of doing The Simpsons. What was your name in Bluey? Sparky. Because yeah. I was playing a tradie. I thought they called you another name. Well, they, look, the nickname of my character was Big Bell. <laughs> Big Bell. I was that funny as a cat. Because I was wearing a, a builder's belt. Bell. Tool belt. Yeah, a tool belt. A tool belt. Not because it was a big belt. Because it was a... But here's the thing, and I'm thinking of suing this lot. I am the only animated character on any episode in Bluey who is animated with ass crack. <laughs> really? Oh, it's true. Our Instagram is surely we're putting Triple M Breakfast. Look that up and you'll see ass crack on a Bluey character for the first time ever. <laughs> on Big Bell. <laughs> then our week was complete when Jim Jeffries rolled in here and told us about one of his early jobs selling car radios. I was working at Strathfield Car Radio's art farm and selling yeah. car, car audio wow. and mobile phones. I was the worst salesman. If I hit my quota, <laughs> if, I, if I hit that on a Tuesday, I was hiding behind the soundboard rather than working. <laughs> so I used to have to go up to the sound Soundboard. You hit that stereo and pair it up with these six by nines by Sony. This will give you a lot of bass. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want anything too big. And I go, you think that until you hear these speakers. <laughs> so I, I pressed the thing and then I pressed the speaker and we had the radio playing and then the song just cut off and it went, Princess Diana has just died in a tunnel oh. in Paris and everyone just stopped and I went, how clear is that? <laughs> We had a lot of random chats in between, but one of them was what call signs we would be in Top Gun. Like we're Maverick or... Uh, oh, Birdman. Oh, Birdman. Birdman. What was uh, yours? Uh, Butterbean. <laughs> I'd be uh, Butterbean or Mr Percival. <laughs> Mr. Percival. Remember Mr. Percival? Yes. The Pelican from Storm Boy. That's right. Storm Boy. What a movie. What a book. Got one cat. Big Bird. Big Bird. I'm Big Bird. The ultimate bird rally. Birdman, Big Bird and Butterbean. (laughs) The bees. Uh, Clears to buzz the tower. This is uh, Butterbean. (laughs) And that was the week that was on Mick and MG on Triple M. Well done, everyone. Triple M. Mick Malloy, MG in the morning. Triple M.